0: welcome to talking facts what you need to know about family food finance and fitness hosted by the University of Kentucky family and consumer sciences extension program our educators share research knowledge with individuals families and communities to improve quality of life
1: and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension for the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Heather Norman-Burdoff, our Extension Specialist for Food and Nutrition. Welcome, Heather. It's great to be back, Jennifer. So, Heather, today's topic is one that I am certain I can learn from. We are going to talk all about cooking with oils and vinegar, which I just think sounds fun. I know that there's so much to know about different types of oils and different types of flavored vinegar and how you use them in cooking, and that's not something that I am necessarily good at. So I am super excited to learn from you today.
0: Yes, many people may actually have these in their homes, and they're not necessarily sure what to do with it. I'll say that I am still constantly learning about new flavored vinegars and oils, and there's a lot of interest in them because they're shelf-stable. Right, they're they're versatile, and there's a lot of ways that we can use them. They're great for adding flavor and potentially health benefits to any dish that you may be preparing in the kitchen. And there's several different types of each of them. And I understand it can be confusing, know which, which ones for use when, and understanding the best ways. To get started with them in the kitchen.
1: I know that they're very popular for gifts. I've received different oils and flavored vinegars for gifts before, and I've you know I've had to do my research to figure out exactly the best way to, to use it. But let's get started with cooking oils. What is it that we need to know?
0: So there are many different types, and they all have different properties, tastes, and even uses. And these are the, the same properties that will determine when and how they should each be used. So each Oil has a different level of unsaturated and saturated fats, which affects the oil's impact on our overall health. So, oils with higher levels of unsaturated fats are considered healthier choices. And so, a good clue that these are a healthier choice is that they are liquid at room temperature. So, you can use cooking oils just like you would any other cooking fats like butter or margarine. So, you can use them to make salad dressings, marinades, dips, any type of food preparation, whether you're roasting, sauteing. You can cook. Oat pans from sticking. You can use as spreads or drizzles for flavors, Season cast iron, um, and even substitute in some recipes. So that's pretty overwhelming when you see how versatile they actually are.
1: So when I think about common oils, when I think about my pantry at home, I have, you know, olive oil and vegetable oil and some canola oil. What are some of the most common oils and how do I determine, oh, I should now use olive oil versus vegetable oil or vice versa?
0: That is a great question, and I think that's probably what everybody is wanting to know. And you kind of hit the nail on the head because, really, I would say the most popular or the ones that are most commonly seen in the grocery store are going to be your olive oil, vegetable, and canola oils. So many people have started using olive oil in place of butter and margarine, and there are different types. So you may have seen virgin olive oil or extra virgin olive oil. This simply refers to the amount of processing that that oil has gone through. So these have minimal processing and they will have the strongest flavor. So these are going to be best if they're used in a way that doesn't actually require heat or cooking, and that's how you're going to get the full flavor profile. So when you're talking about extra virgin olive oil, a great use for that would be a salad dressing or simply a drizzling at the end of the cooking process. Now, olive oils that aren't virgin or extra virgin are better with higher heat, like sautéing or roasting vegetables. They're not going to have that really full flavor profile because they've been processed a little bit more. So for those that are familiar with the heart-healthy Mediterranean diet, olive oil is a staple and commonly used in preparing meals and dishes that are associated with that eating pattern. Now, canola oil actually comes from crushed canola seeds, and it is very common in the kitchen, and it's very economical. It has a very subtle flavor, so it's much more versatile in how you can actually use it in the kitchen. It has a higher smoke point than olive oil, so that means that we can use it at a higher temperature, and it's not going to damage or burn that oil. So think about sauteing, roasting, frying, baking, and even sometimes using it to grill. And then vegetable oil is very similar to canola, It's actually a combination of several different plant-based oils. So the amount of those unsaturated fats in it is actually going to depend on the brand and what oils are actually used in combination to make it. And so just like canola, it's multifunctional. It's very affordable. It has a mild flavor. And so um, it's incredibly versatile in its uses. And so canola and vegetable oils don't have as many heart-healthy fats as olive oil, but they are still a great choice if you're trying to reduce the amount of saturated fat in your diet overall.
1: So I'm going to have to go home today, Heather, and check my olive oil because I'm not certain if I have regular olive oil or extra virgin olive oil or what I have, but I know I saute with it a lot. So I, I probably should check that and may, maybe I can improve my um, my flavors. Yeah, as well, well. And, an,
0: and another thing to consider too is that some of those extra virgin or virgin olive oils may be more expensive. So you want a cheaper option, then you might want to look for one that has, that is just a regular olive oil that is more versatile in its use for your food dollar that you're spending.
1: Excellent. Okay, so now let's talk about cooking with flavored vinegars.
0: Yes. So I will say that at first I was really intimidated by them because I thought they had a strong flavor, but really they're easy to use and easy to store in your home. And they aren't thought about a lot as a way to add flavor to your meals or dishes. They do have that tangy taste, which comes from the acetic acid that it has in it, but they're great for adding a lot of flavor without a lot of calories or saturated fat or salt. Um, There are several different types that have unique flavors and tastes. And some of the ones that are most popular that you may have seen before are balsamic vinegar, red wine vinegar, and apple cider vinegar.
1: And those are definitely the ones that are at home in my pantry. So how is it or when should we be using these flavored vinegars?
0: Okay, so I love to use balsamic vinegar when cooking. Um, You may see some really expensive versions of these in the grocery store, but there are some that are condiment and commercial grade varieties that are much more affordable. And it is often used to add flavor to salad dressings, vegetables, and meats. It could simply be drizzled over a hot pan of freshly roasted vegetables that just come out of the oven, like Brussels sprouts, which sounds amazing to me. Or you could add it as a drizzling on top of a salad. Balsamic vinegar is going to have a sweet tart and kind of woodsy flavor. I'm actually getting very hungry. So (laughs) red red wine vinegar, as the name, name suggests, actually does come from Red wine, but it's not considered an alcoholic drinker product. It has a much brighter tart flavor, which makes it great for salad dressings and even a pickling brine. I um, you may see that commonly used. and it can really stand up to heartier foods like beef, pork, and vegetables. So not necessarily just vegetables when we're thinking about these, but we can also use these when it comes to meat products as well in marinades and things like that. And then the last one, apple cider vinegar is a product of fermentation when sugars from apples are broken down. And so it has a slightly sweet flavor with just a hint of apple. So you may think it's going to have a strong apple flavor, but it really doesn't. But again, it's versatile in sauces, soups, dressings, marinades. And you may have actually heard about apple cider vinegar online or in social media as a health supplement for weight loss. I think that's where a lot of people see it. Um, But there really just isn't enough science to support a conclusive statement about the effects of apple cider vinegar as a supplement for weight loss. However, cooking with any of these vinegars is a great way to add a lot of flavor with a few calories, like I mentioned. And if you're using them, that means you're cooking more. And we know that people who are cooking more at home are getting a lot more of those vegetables, fruits, and whole grains that they need in a balanced diet.
1: Heather, as as you're talking, and I am thinking about how that I know that I'm intimidated, especially by the flavored vinegars, but that they really can enhance flavor. And I'm thinking specifically that we tried a new chicken taco recipe recently, and it had apple cider vinegar in it. And I really weighed about if I was going to put that in there or not because I just couldn't see how that was going to fit with the rest of the flavorings. And I finally mm-hmm. decided that the people that wrote the recipe probably know a lot more <laughs> about cooking than what I know. So I was just going to follow it and put it in there. But you really could tell how how much it enhanced the flavor uh, of the entire recipe. So that right there alone made me be a little bit braver to kind of step out and maybe try some of the other flavored vinegars am as so- well
0: proud of you uh, for doing that.
1: Yeah, you you know me, and so you know that's a stretch for me, but I did it.
0: No, that's great. (laughs) And I will say, you know, this is just a short podcast, but for a lot more information and some specific examples of how to use both oils and vinegars, there's a great publication at the County Cooperative Extension Office, if you connect with them, that's all about how to build flavor with cooking, when cooking, with oils and vinegars. So if we could link that in the show notes, I think that would be great.
1: We will definitely do that. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT.